Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Weekly Pop. I'm Kevin Schwaller, a digital producer at Spectrum News in Milwaukee. And I'm Emma Sasek, a reporter for the Desert Sun in Palm Springs. It's funny because every episode we say we're back and better than ever, baby. But this is like the first time where we actually... <laughs> we are back. It. Yeah, we're actually back. <laughs> we were, we're doing back. it every week anyway. <laughs> we're back. We're exhausted. We're slightly better than ever. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> see how see how well this goes. <laughs> no, I was just saying right before you started hitting record. Well, actually, you probably did hit record. And <laughs> that part will be erased. But I miss doing this so much. Literally just one week away and I was in turmoil. I know. I literally was like, well, what am I supposed to do with my free time now? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and I did nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm um emma and i have been in our travel eras um i was on i love whenever you say that it's so funny (laughs) i mean it's true it is (laughs) i was on vacation for a hot minute and emma went to a foreign faraway country that i've never heard of called france yes it's um it's foreign <laughs> that's all I got for you I actually went to two foreign countries both oh yeah you did. foreign I did yeah. very slightly mm-hmm. um so basically we just kind of wanted to check in with everything and especially recap what Emma has been up to as this is a entertainment podcast and she was doing entertainment thingamabobs mm, who knows the jury's still out on that one <laughs> <laughs> no yes I I went to France for the Cannes Film Festival um if you didn't know, France, land of croissant, croissants, baguettes, <laughs> pizza, pasta. And, and and steak and shake. Yes. That was such a surprise for me. Honestly, best steak and shake I've ever ate out of my life. Oh, shit. Great. I had this. Me, forget about the film festival. Let me talk about steak and shake. I got this um, Royale burger, which was bacon, egg, sausage not sausage burger patty that mm. stuff it was phenomenal cheese Fantastic. fries Ooh. oh cheese french cheese fries mm. oh oui. <laughs> you mean you mean french fries that are actually i meant like actual like cheese from france because oh. they're known for their cheese ah. mm. Mm. But also the French fries too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yes, it was it was truly phenomenal. I don't know how much I paid for it. Ten euros, more or less. Great. Oh. And I had a lemonade. Fabulous <laughs> too. <laughs> and that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I I would just do an entire commentary on the food tour that I endured, which included literally eating probably three times my body mass of mm. bread every single day fantastic pasta every other day pizza probably in between every single meal gelato croissants um i didn't get a creme brulee that was a big flop on my part oh. i know everything else excellent great and then i saw movies <laughs> <laughs> that's it <laughs> I love eating food all day long and watching movies in between my food stops. That's actually what my schedule was like. Every day would start off with breakfast and then I'd be like, yeah, I have to go to a movie. I have to go not eat something. So let's talk about the um, festival. Yes. So um, 
I did not stay for the entirety of the festival. It's still actually going on through Saturday, but um, I'm very limited in my vacation time, so I didn't mm. want to use it all up on this trip. Yes. Um, but I did get to see, what is it, like basically a week's worth of movies, which ended up being 21 movies. Oh my God. Lot. I know, it was a lot. <sighs> Every day I pretty much saw at least three which after a certain point <laughs> you feel like your brain is oozing out of your ears um there was one day where i saw four i don't know what happened that day <laughs> all i <laughs> you, know is that i did not eat <laughs> you blacked out i basically basically did oh 20 films excuse me ah uh, yes amateur um, <laughs> i know so, uh, what a flop but i saw pretty much a good like smattering of films at this festival i feel like i saw I definitely saw the biggest name film that showed there, which was Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, and that's literally once that day happened, I feel like everybody collectively was like, all right, great. I don't really care about anything else that happens at this <laughs> festival. No, I'm teasing. Um, I didn't get to see Wes Anderson's movie, Asteroid City, but that's okay. It's coming out in like what? A few weeks anyway yeah i was gonna say i just saw it on the um amc app is coming soon and i was like oh <laughs> yes. whatever Great. that's coming um but yes i i guess i'll start off with killers of the flower moon since mm -hmm. that's the one that everybody is, has been talking about and the story is adapted from a book of the same name and it's basically about it's set in the 1920s uh and it has to deal with the osage tribe and after they were moved off of their land because of white people, they mm -hmm. basically were like, here, here's your area. You can, you can be here. Um, and then the Osage people found uh, oil on their land, which made them the richest people like in the United States at that point. Good for them. <laughs> Unfortunately, white people also discovered that there was oil on their land. So then they killed the Osage people. Not good. Typical. typical <laughs> truly typical. Sounds about and white. So, <laughs> and so this book is slash movie is about those murders and like how the FBI swoops in to help investigate it. And I'm like, you don't need to investigate it. Whoever's the richest looking white people, that's them. Um, right over there, so, officer. <laughs> I swear it's them. And so this movie um, stars Lily Gladstone, who is fantastic in it. She plays one of the Osage people. And then it also has Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro as white people. Mm. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and um, overall, <laughs> I know that uh, is, they are white people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, overall, very, very good movie. Um, it is three and a half hours long, um. which I know... But kudos to Martin Scorsese. He did make it fly by at a point where I was like, oh, shit, this is almost done. Wow. I didn't check my phone once. No, maybe I did once. And I was like, oh, wow, we're about to finish up. Good for him. Well, still just once during a three and a half hour movie. <laughs> I know it was really, really captivating. And um, all three of them were fantastic to watch, which is like, of course, Robert and Leo are going to be amazing. But Lily Gladstone was the MVP, honestly, I just wanted more of her because she is one of these Native American women and she feels a lot of the impacts of these murders uh, among the her loved ones. And I, I think at the end of the day, I just kind of wanted it to be 
a little bit more emotional and like really focused on like how much this has hurt her. Not to say that you don't get those moments, but I just felt like overall uh, it was more of a focus on what Leo and Robert were doing and mm. not as much on her. And so like certain things happen later where I'm like, why is she not more like impacted by this? Or why doesn't she seem like at all phased by a lot of this stuff so it just kind of like it kind of that was the one thing that I was like that was kind of a weird choice but you know I guess I guess we got to give it to the white guys after all <laughs> what else is new <laughs> how would you categorize them for like actor supporting yeah I'm I am not sure still at this point like I feel Leo I feel like would be best actor mm-hmm. Robert De Niro most likely best supporting actor i'm just not sure on lily because i've heard arguments for both leading or supporting actress i mean she is the main actress in this film but i don't know if like her screen time would like be enough for leading versus supporting i don't know i feel like she should be lead actress because like this whole story revolves around her and her family so like that's a lead in my opinion but i don't know All I know is that all three of them will most definitely be getting Oscar nominations. And honestly, I want to see Lily Gladstone win an Oscar for this. So (laughs) great. And then the movie is definitely going to get like best picture nominations, best director. I'm sure uh, adapted screenplay, cinematography, like a slew of those nominations. Mm. Um, So that was very exciting to see, not even just to watch the movie, but like to know that everybody in that theater was like shitting their pants over this movie and (laughs) could not wait to watch it. And I was like, oh, this is like really cool. Like I'm literally among the first people to see this. So that was fun. And then Matt from Next Best Picture, who I um, went to con via, he actually got to meet Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, so um, unfortunately he's going to be beheaded because I did not get to do that <laughs> count your Sorry, days Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um what's another highlight from the festival I so my favorite movie is called how to have sex it is a directorial debut from this uh British filmmaker called Molly Manning Walker <laughs> not called that is literally her name <laughs> and um It starts off as this like really fun, raunchy comedy between these three British girls who just finished their exams and it's Hmm. time to go on holiday. And one of them really wants to lose her virginity. Uh, And unfortunately, she learns that it is not always what it's cracked up to be. And (laughs) it turns into this like really introspective film about like this girl who um I don't know she just like has this really really bad experience and she doesn't know how to express how she feels the guy that she's with is a piece of shit who Mm. is treating her like a piece of shit um so it was just like really it was just so well captured and the lead actress her name is Mia McKenna Bruce so good but yeah that that I would say was my favorite of the festival um the one that I was really, really looking forward to was May December, starring our girl Natalie Portman. I, I was literally just about to ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited about that movie. Um, it also has Julianne Moore and Charles Melton, and it's basically a movie about Natalie Portman's character. She's an actress, and she's coming to study Julianne Moore and Charles Melton's characters because 
Do you remember, like, it was in the 90s slash early 2000s, but there was that story about a teacher who started, like, having sex with her, like, 13-year-old student. Like, this is a real-life story. <laughs> Do you I, ever I, recall that? No. <laughs> well, it's, they never say that this is, like, explicitly, like, based on that, but, like, that's pretty much what happens in this movie. Julianne Moore's character has an affair with her 13-year-old pet store colleague who is Charles Melton and I mean she gets arrested for it she gets charged with like statutory rape she goes to prison where she has their child and that's literally what happened like in real life too fucking mm. crazy um mm -hmm. and then after after that woman got out of prison after Julianne Moore got out of prison they just continued their relationships with their like half-aged uh -huh. lovers <laughs> Oh, I know. Really heartwarming. <laughs> love is love. love, is love. <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, didn't, didn't, didn't Netflix pick that up? It did actually. Mm. It was just announced the other day, um, which I was like, hmm, yeah. didn't expect that. No, I, I, I remember a lot of people were confused about that decision too. <laughs> yes. Um, overall, it was definitely not the film that I was expecting, but it is so fucking funny and campy. Like, there is this like he the director is Todd Haynes who did Carol which like mm. is such a great love story versus this <laughs> and um there are these super dramatic zooms like in on their faces like, like there's one scene where Julianne Moore opens the fridge door and it's like this crazy dramatic p piano music zooming in on her face and she's like I don't think we have enough hot dogs <laughs> <laughs> it is so ridiculous and I just absolutely adored them in this Charles Melton honestly good for him like he did such a good job with this movie like I thought he would be by far the weakest link here because I mean literally two Oscar winners who are mm -hmm. incredible but he ended up being like my favorite of them and like he had like a really emotional performance that I wish that there was more of again I just wish that there was like a little bit more of the emotional stuff here so It'll be interesting to like watch this again slash to see if they make any changes to it. Um, but that movie was batshit fucking crazy and I loved it. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> yes. And then I would say like my final highlight was that I did not get a ticket for Pedro Almodovar's Strange Way of Life, which is his short film with Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal. I didn't get a ticket for that when they initially became available. I kept looking to see if they would ever become available, but I was like, I'm just, at this point, it's not going to happen. So I went to my hotel room that day and it was also like blasting, pounding down rain. Mm. I got into my bed and at one moment I was like, let me just look at the tickets real quick. And I got one, like I last minute I snatched one. And so I had to run out into the soaking cold rain and stand there for a little bit because even though you have a ticket, you still have to like line up and wait to be led into the theater. It's very, it mm. doesn't make sense. And then I ended up being the last person who they allowed in the theater. And there were like hundreds of other people behind me with tickets who like were shut out. So I was like, I, <laughs> bye. Bye you guys. Thank you. Bye. Have fun. <laughs> um, and it was a real, it was another like melodramatic, like short film. It was basically like his version of Brokeback Mountain with these two. Um, I really wanted it to honestly be a feature length film just because I felt like there was enough to cover a feature length film. And as I like think about it more, it just kind of like 
brush past like a lot of stuff in its 30 minute runtime which I mean it's great that it's only 30 minutes but also <laughs> like I was watching it and I was like huh I really want more from this um but that was still fun Ethan Hawke and Pedro Almodovar were in the theater doing like a little Q&A and I stayed for like a question or two and then I had to leave to get into my next movie um so that was a highlight literally the last person allowed in and then thankfully they did allow more screenings later in the week so other people could finally see it that's crazy that you can't guarantee a spot in the theater despite having a ticket I don't understand how that system works that doesn't sound very productive <laughs> no it doesn't and like this is apparently like a new um system because a few years ago people couldn't get tickets online they physically had to queue up so like and then you would be let in according to your badge like color and accreditation level so I had the lowest tier so I probably wouldn't have gotten into like a good chunk of any of the movies I saw like killers and May December absolutely not getting into either one of those based on that old system so this one was nice with the fact that you could actually get a ticket but then you might not actually get in so you just have to queue up hoping to god that you are let in it's very weird but you know the French I, will French. The French will French. I love a <laughs> stressful, overwhelming situation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it makes the things so easy. I guess I with. just don't really get in general if I feel like there's a very easy workaround to have a better ticket snatching system. I know. And also, like, the tickets would open up at 7 a.m. France time every single morning, and you would have to reserve tickets for like four days in ahead. So, like, you were constantly like, it's Tuesday, but I'm reserving tickets for. Friday, Saturday, I don't know. And if you were not on that system, like the second it turned to seven colon zero zero, you were like shit out of luck. Like you're not getting tickets for anything. It was literally an Olympic sport. <laughs> <laughs> Me literally in like a puddle of sweat after like just doing work for like 13 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. But anyway, all to say that it was a really, really awesome experience. I felt so happy to be there. I loved exploring France. I've never gone before. So to do it in this capacity was really, really special. And then um, I had a very quick layover in Denmark. And that's also special because that's where my parents met. And so I got to like, take a photo in front of a spot that they have a picture in. I got very emo during that part. Um, <laughs> and, but it was very fucking cold in Copenhagen. So thank you. I cannot believe that is the weather end of May. <laughs> Good luck the rest of the summer, guys. <laughs> I love a tourist destination in the summer <laughs> where you're just there, constantly being rained on and freezing. And it's hilarious because there was like no one there among tourists. Well, I mean, that's not true, but like it was not overwhelmingly populated with tourists. So I was like, when is the on season here? <laughs> because this is not it. The saying it says. But yes, it was it was really nice. I got back uh, yesterday. I slept very well today. <laughs> so it's good. We're all we're doing well. <laughs> oh God, I can't imagine. Tell me about your trip. I know that you got to go to Disney for a few days. You talked about seeing like the Little Mermaid stuff. Did you get to do all of that? It's funny because the Little Mermaid stuff isn't actually going into effect until the day of the premiere which defeats the purpose because it was supposed to be like a sneak preview with like props from the movie and all this stuff. But what's the point of a sneak preview on the day that the movie releases nationwide? Yes. 
I'll just go to the movie theater. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, there was like a meet and greet you could do. I'm not really sure about all that. Um, but it was a really good time. I went with my family and some friends and it was like 95 the entire week. And honestly, I thought I would be stressed. I was living for it. I did not mind the constant sweating and, um, dehydration, <laughs> uh, went to France and Epcot felt close to you. <laughs> oh yes. I saw your little beauty and the beast, like little photo that you always give me. Oh yeah. I love my, that. Yeah. The, the, the classic for me. Um, but you know, it was a good time and it was great to get out of, um, Milwaukee for a hot minute, just in general to get out of anywhere you live for a hot minute is always nice, even though it is constant work and also an Olympic sport to survive Disney world. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I only had one day in Disney Disneyland here, which is clearly much smaller than Disney mm. world. I pretty sure that I lost 30 pounds just by walking. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> And when we're back, we'll talk about our What's Poppin' highlight moments of the week. So Emma, what is your What's Poppin' highlight moment of the week? Well, keeping up with a constant theme of this show until this movie comes out, Margot Robbie just gave a full-length interview with Vogue about Barbie and my first and foremost my god the photos are incredible like literally a whole barbie photo shoot in like full pink every single like profession barbie has ever entailed and like done i just loved it it was so so hit the nail on the head um and then it was a really interesting interview with marco robbie too who like there's really so little that they can share about this movie. Like not even the reporter could watch the whole film. They only watch like the first 20 minutes and then like a little bit of when they leave Barbie land, which I don't think is necessarily a spoiler. Um, and uh, it just, I just cannot, cannot wait for this film and this incredible ensemble cast that's about to be here too. Wes Anderson, eat your heart out. <laughs> <laughs> I I know, I fully agree about just the pictures, the interview itself, the kind of teasing that they're actually that they have to do. Cause like you said, the reporter wasn't able to see <laughs> the majority of the movie, <laughs> which is wild to me. Yeah. And then the, the Barbie soundtrack uh, artist just yes. was announced too. I mean, we're just being fed left and right with Barbie content and it's I still two months wait. away. So it, it feels like it's really close, but it's, isn't it like July 20 something? Oh my gosh. Yes. The same day as Oppenheimer unless they oh, decided yes. to move that <laughs> whatever <laughs> at this point yeah like I'm losing more and more interest and more and more for <laughs> team Barbie <laughs> and then how about your what's popping moment of the week I have to give a shout out to the cast of Vanderpump Rules <laughs> the first part of the reunion just came out and they're airing extended uncensored versions of the reunions on Peacock the next day so they're longer episodes and you can hear all the swearing and it's amazing. But um, the Scandival has rocked me to my core as somebody that has not actually watched or cared about Vanderpump Rules. I remember you saying that like you'll eventually get into it, but like you've never actually watched that show. Yeah. And then this like scandal broke out that Tom Sandoval is was cheating on Ariana Maddox, his girlfriend of nine or 10 years with... Raquel, aka Rachel Levis, who is her best friend, and they're all used to be co-workers at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants. Hilarious. And 
it is just insane. And one of his best friends, who was also one of Ariana's best friends, was like in on it. And it's just <laughs> madness. But during filming, one of them, one of the cast members had like a hunch that something was going on with them. And this was by September of 2022. And then the scandal didn't break till March 23. Mm. So if it's never came out, then it would have probably just wouldn't swept under the rug. So how many from September to March? I don't know how many months that is. A hot minute though. Yes. Um, what is that? Like six months? Yeah. More, more or less? Yeah. And they apparently started hooking up back in like August or something. So Ooh. all this was already filmed, obviously. So like seeing it play out months later, knowing what you know, is just so crazy to watch. And like so many like, little unintentional Easter eggs and things like that. But then when the scandal leaked, they started filming again for kind of a reaction thing. And that was the season finale. And that was one of the best episodes of TV I have ever seen. Ariana screaming at Tom that she hopes he dies and all of this stuff. And I just, I know it's so I gotta get into this. I gotta get into this shit. I follow, like I have followed these storylines having never watched an episode of Vanderpump Rules or any of the Real Housewives series. It's amazing how, like, yes, I knew of Tom Sandoval, too. <laughs> don't know what this man looks like, but I know every wrong thing that he has done. <laughs> when the news, like, broke, I had no idea who they were. So I was, like, trying to, like, read articles and be like, all right, who is this? What's this person? Like, you know, all that stuff. Because I, yeah, we don't, I didn't follow it. And so Bravo was just eating it up. And like I said, doing those extended episodes the next day on Peacock. And they're just doing everything that we need them to do. Oh and God. in the re- the first part of the reunion, I believe there's a almost physical altercation. There's constant swearing. There's booing. There's someone going shame, shame, like the oh Game my of God, Thrones. the Game of Thrones <laughs> Cersei moment. <laughs> and it's just everything I could have ever asked for. I've I never seen better that. TV. Like every like Succession ended great. Vanderpump Rules is <laughs> the best TV show of all time right now. <laughs> Sopranos doesn't exist no all of those any anything on now max i could care less about <laughs> speaking of i actually just downloaded max on my phone the other day and i'm repulsed at seeing the repulsed i'm repulsed at seeing you're, you're repulsed. <laughs> i thought the same thing <laughs> i'm repulsed at seeing a blue max app icon now I hate it. I actually haven't even done it yet. That's on my list of things to do. Right right after 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 TiVo. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Well, we, this is a little bit of a shorter episode because we had some, well, we're both just exhausted. Let me just say that. Um, But I just wanted to check in and do a little recap of the Cannes Film Festival and just kind of update what we have been up to the last, you know, however many time as a social construct at this point for me. I really don't have any, like, reception of anything that's happened in the last like two weeks to be honest I I every single day I was like what day is it it doesn't matter I'm just looking at what thing I have to go watch now Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) um but we will be back with a normal length episode very soon next next Friday yes we couldn't keep everybody waiting too too long yes so we just wanted to pop in for a little bit give a little update and I'm very happy I got to talk about Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm Emma Sasek. And I'm Kevin Schwaller. And we will be back very, very soon. Bye-bye.